Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast testing of Persephone's Diary. I am your host for today, Persephone herself, and welcome back to my diary. First, I want to excuse myself for my absence for the past few months. It's been a roller coaster for me, and also I guess for everybody too. But here I am, back with my podcast, ready to serve you spine-chilling, mind-blowing, peculiar, and extraordinary stories you were about to hear. Now, have you ever wondered where this all these nursery rhymes came from, or what are the true meaning behind it? Because they seem just like oddly weird in some sort of way, don't you think? And well, today I'm going to be serving you the true stories and dark meanings behind our well-known nursery rhymes and lullabies here at our podcast today. All the website that I'm going to be using in today's podcast will be posted in the description for you to check for yourself and also as a credit to these wonderful sources I've used today. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the dark history. So what I have here in front of me are different kinds of nursery rhymes and lullabies and what catches my eyes are the things that I've listened to or I am familiar with by watching Barney. If you are if you are a fan or you're a Barney watcher before, probably some of the nursery rhymes you are about to hear today are just seem kind of familiar. And the first thing here is um the ring around the rosy pocket full of posies ashes ashes we all fall down so that's really really creepy so this nursery rhyme ring around the rosy is the most infamous nursery rhymes that is ever you know existed here on the planet though its lyrics and even its title have gone through some changes over the years this nursery rhyme refers to the 1665 great plague of london the rosy is the rash that covered the afflicted the smell from which they attempt to cover up with a pocket full of posies and posies are kind of flowers i guess if i am not mistaken and it says here that the plague killed nearly 15% of the country's population which makes the final verse more self-explanatory ashes ashes we all fall down so the 50% of the country has fallen down I just wanted to excuse myself first of the unnecessary background noises because I'm just in my house and there's a lot of kids in here so I hope you're still hanging in there because I am hanging in here too. So continuing our creepy stories. Do you know the um song or nursery rhyme London Bridge is falling down? London Bridge is falling down, falling down falling down london bridge is falling down my fair lady so there are a lot of theories regarding this popular nursery rhyme one has it referring to the vikings attack of the bridge in 1009 or 1009 and another fable is that the bridge foundation was made of human children remains and the only way to keep the bridge standing was to offer another child as a sacrifice to it 
And even though that there is no proof that anyone was buried within the bridge, that theory is the most popular theory among the rest that has been mentioned above. So that is pretty much dark in my opinion. And there are also several theories about whom the My Fair Lady refers to. It probably re refers to Eleanor of Provence, if I'm not I don't know if I say that correctly, who owned the bridge from 1269 to 1281. It can also refer to Matilda of Scotland who built the first covered bridge and consorted it with Henry I, the king responsible for crossing of the bridge. And finally, it can also be referred to the Lay family who carried on the legend that a human sacrifice were carried out under the structure. While none of the series have been proven, they do make a lot of great stories. Now, I know that you're familiar with this. Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. There is really no evidence as to where history places this simple little quantine, but there are a number of theories for this Humpty Dumpty. The version we know today was first published in 1810. Some believe that it refers to the average village drunkard, and others believe that it refers to the King Richard III of England, who has been portrayed with a humpback. The story is that King Richard III went to a war at Battle of Bosworth where he fell off his horse and was chopped into pieces by his rivals. Now that's really, really scary. My <laughs> the song or the nursery seems so innocent, but oh my god. Being chopped into pieces by his rivals is really something that really mind-blowing. Well, at least now we, we're in this together. We're both traumatized, have our childhood ruined, and ha know the true meaning behind this Humpty Dumpty innocent-looking piece of egg. <laughs> well, anyways, moving on. Um, I know that some of you people know the true meaning of... Or, no, the... Mm, um, nursery rhyme rock a bye baby the rock a bye baby on the treetop when the wind blows the cradle or cradle cradle i'm sorry the cradle will rock when the bow breaks the cradle will fall and down will come baby cradle and all so if you listen to the words of the version we know today, you can easily assume it deceives a horrific setting for a child. One popular story is that the child in the rhyme is the son of James VII, who some believe has smuggled into the birthing chamber in order to give James a Catholic here. The wind thought to refer to James' family coming in to overthrow the child, and the cradle is reference to the royal house. When the original was first printed, it had a footnote that it had a footnote that read, "This may serve as a warning to the proud and ambitious who climb so high." that they generally fall at last. Some interpret this as a threat, but others view it as a plain mockery.
So, which do you think it is? Is it a threat, or do you believe that James the Seventh is sneaking to the family members to become the, the heir, or it is just a plain mockery? I'll let you decide. Well, how about Jack and Jill? Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came trampling after. Now, according to this, as people often question the validity of this nursery rhyme, since water is typically found at the bottom of a hill instead at the top. Yeah, I've never seen a well on the top of a hill before, but according to some theories, it has a much deeper meaning than the original um, thought of it. So Jack and Jill are assumed to represent Franz King Louis the 16th and Queen Marie Antoinette, a couple that has said to be um, greedy, carelessly wasting money on finery, although some point out the dates don't necessarily correlate. And King Louis the 16th was beheaded or lost his crown in 1793 and Marie Antoinette was beheaded, came trembling after 10 months later King Louis the 16th was beheaded. Okay. So that really explains a lot and I hope that you understand that part because this is just really um straightforward um explanatory or explanation. Now we have here also the ba ba black sheep. We know this. We all know this. If you don't know this, why don't you know this? <laughs> but anyway, if you don't know this, this comes and goes through like Ba ba black sheep, have you any wool? Yes sir, yes sir, three bags full. One for the master and one for the dame. One for the little boy who lives down the lane. Okay. Although it was first published in 1731, many believe that this fun little nursery rhyme was in reference to the heavy taxes. Again, heavy taxes that were placed on wool in 1275. However, many others say that it is in connection with the slave trade. Again, slave trade of the Americas. There has been controversy over the words black and master in the rhyme, some interpreting that these are really racist and racially offensive analogies. So, in 2011news.com.au reported of the proliferation of Baba rainbow sheep as an alternative. Baba rainbow sheep is not really that suiting but if they have really problems with the word black and they refer it as a racism in the nursery why not just to you know have things sorted out and last we have here on our list is the tree blind mice tree blind mice see how they run see how they run they all run after the farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife did you ever see such a thing in your life as three blind mice the farmer's wife refers to queen mary the first often known as bloody mary the one who burned hundreds of protestants heretics in tudor england 
yeah, she did all of that. And the three blind mice were three noblemen who were convicted of plotting against her and who, as a result, she burned them alive at the stake. Oh, so... <laughs> That is all the list of the true stories and meanings behind nursery rhymes and lullabies. And I hope, I really hope that you understand all of that. And you can always um, go to the website links that I've posted in the description for you to reread it. And to, you know, um, see all the things that I've mentioned here for yourself. So thank you for being with me at the very end of my podcast testing. And I hope that you had a wonderful holiday. If you have any story suggestions or podcast suggestions you want me to hear in the next or the relaunch of my podcast, feel free to message me and to comment in the comment section down below i will be replying to you as fast as i could and i hope that you always stay safe and see you on my next podcast thank you so much for being here with me persephone out thank you